welcome to the Bloody Podcast. My name is Lori Roggenkamp, and missing today is Maria Oviedo. She is uh, in New York. Um, I'm assuming she's, you know, just running train on a bunch of people. I don't know. <laughs> she's told me a million times what she's doing, but I haven't been paying attention. Um, so instead, I have a... a guest who is hilarious who's the first one of the first people i've ever i ever did improv with very funny uh please welcome amanda barnes Yay! thank you so much for that kind intro oh no problem yeah i hope maria's having a great time in new york yeah i hope so too i'm i mean to be honest you could be listening to this and being like i'm i'm back in la like i don't understand I don't know the, I don't know the logistics of what what's happening right now. Because you're strictly work only. You're not friends. <laughs> no, 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 no. We hate each other. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll she'll constantly just send me pictures of herself, like just flipping me off. So it's it's a fun time. That must be why that, that's like sparkling chemistry when I listen to the podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think that's what you and Frank need is you just need to have an intense hatred of each other. Because uh, your guys' podcast is too like buddy, buddy. You guys seem, sound like you're good friends. And that's just that doesn't work. Oh, it's just thinly veiled. That's all. <laughs> you just really, really hide it. There's a lot of rage simmering in those glasses on his face when we talk. Oh, I mean, uh, we could do a whole podcast on how angry Frank really is. Yeah, yeah I would, should, I would love to really. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. love to really. I mean, this is mostly about women, but I would really love to just set aside some time to just talk. I'm almost positive he's really the Golden State Killer. <laughs> oh, great! Oh, wow! We should really get that other guy out of, out of custody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just starting so much. Crap. All right. So the topic we're doing today is female teachers who have sex with their students. Um, yeah. Now I found uh, the, the ones I found strictly are about females who have sex with male students, but there are a good amount that have sex with female students as well. So I don't want to, the two people who listen to this think that <laughs> I'm <laughs> excluding women. Yeah. I yeah. just, I just, the, the, Two, the two, the one, the three ones that I found that were that were interesting were uh, were strictly female teachers having sex with male teachers. Okay, and I want to talk about it because so you might not know the reason why Maria and I started this podcast is we wanted to showcase how women are just as terrible as men, but in different ways. I think one of the prime examples of that is this version of pedophilia, which it is a version of pedophilia. It's, I think it's, it's considered so much more dangerous when it's a man versus a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's, but I feel like it's just as harmful when it's a woman, older woman and a younger man, even more so because the boy can't, you know, isn't allowed to be, to acknowledge that it's, this is affecting him. You know, yeah. it's almost like people are patting him on the back going like, Oh, I wish that was me in high school, you know? Yeah. I think that there's so, I think you're right. There's so much, you know, just sexism that's wrapped up. This whole issue is like a textbook example of, of sexism in the way, yes. that, not just that, you know, people assume that women can't be any, you know, any, posi- any person in a position of power can abuse that power. Right. Yes. And yeah. I think that so, um, you know, we're often we you know, we warn people about like, we'll stay away from men. And I think that you have to be intuitive, you know, and, and you have to if you're a parent, I would think you have to, you know, to, to understand that predators can come from anywhere. And yes. 
Um, and I think that if you look at not just the way that, that this was treated by, you know, and again, I don't know which specific ones you're going to talk about. It's a fun surprise, but like not just the way that this is treated by a lot of times families involved, but then in school districts involved, but just the way that it's treated in society, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's kind of crazy, the level of acceptance and still like to like today, you know, yeah. I think people, some people that are listening to this, they might be listening to us talk about this and like rolling their eyes. Um, a little bit. And it's, it's important to not discount the damage that can be done just because the, you know, the, the gender roles, what you usually think about in predatory behavior have been swapped, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I, I always say it's the same, but different. Mm-hmm. So that's it, like affects men the same way, but different, but in a, you know, it affects men just as powerfully, but differently. Yeah. So I think that like, you know, I think the, the reason why is we're as a society, we, w- we want to be able to fit everything into a certain box. So it's like, okay, sexual assault is fit into this box where it's like, you know, women are sexually assaulted. Women are the, the victims of this and the, the way that they deal with it is xyz and so to assume that men are also victims means that you have to open up that box and you have to like also add other other things so it's like you know i mean i know i know guys in that i'm friends with now that were uh, abused by women and it has affected them in you know a number of different ways and so i think that um you know, I think that just to say that it's not, it's not a, a, a problem, I think is wrong. And, and I think the one, the main thing that frustrates me is that when I was doing research for this, um, there were so many men's rights <laughs> blogs that were like commenting on this. And I was just like, sons of, I was like, I, I feel like I'm like proving them right. But I'm also like, you know, no, this isn't because like women are in, pa- this is because like sexism, sexism exists. Like, I just feel like right. nobody sees that. Like, this is the reason why I feel like this is why I feel like any, any sane adult wants there to be equality throughout because then this stuff will go away. It's not because women want to gain power. It's because we want that power to be shared equally. You know, right. So. Right. I mean, a piece of shit is a piece of shit, regardless of how they how they identify. You know what I mean? Yeah, or who exactly. The, the fact of the matter is just, you know, it's it's ludicrous to think otherwise, but people think otherwise. So, um, yeah, you know, well, they again, they always want to fit it into that box. So, right. Right. One <laughs> of the things that I found that was interesting was that usually if it's a man in an older man and a younger woman, it they're con- the older man's considered a predatory pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is because uh, they usually go into the job looking f- to have access to um, younger women. Um, now, if it's now, I'm not saying that's all men who end up sleeping with their students, but I'm just saying that that's what they're that's what I found that they were classified as. Okay. Now, what I found is different with the women is that they don't necessarily go into the profession, their profession to have access to children. Mm-hmm. They they go into it and then through a series of events, they find themselves, you know, seeking out attention and, and then they find it with with a younger man. Another thing that was interesting was that the women who are these types of sex offenders are generally older, more affluent, have better social skills and less issues with substance abuse. So, which (laughs) 
is going to be the complete opposite of our first uh, teacher, uh, Abby Jane Swagger. And Swagger, um, yeah. Oh, wow. There's got to be an exception to every rule, right? You're like, yes. this is a general profile, but this person doesn't fit that at all. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I, I loved. I put that up there. Then I real, just realized I was like, oh, but this woman's just like the complete opposite. So... <laughs> I, I picked her mainly because her just the the level of crazy that she goes, but also just because I just hope that like at some point in her life she's been like, "Welcome to the Swagger Swagger." <laughs> you just witnessed the right. Swagger I'm, Swagger. I'm glad that you made the joke before I could. Because it almost came tumbling out about 45 seconds ago, and I held it in. I held it in, so I'm glad that you that you went for it. I've been waiting to say that since the since I saw her name, I was like, I wanted, I was just like the if I my name was Swagger, I'd be like, you just got Swagger Swagger. No, my God. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard. Close, so you got Rog in camp. You just got <laughs> Rog and Reagan. Well, <laughs> Rog and Swaggered. I'll let you go for a couple more. <laughs> just, let's see if you can rock figure it out. Rock and romped. You just no. got rock and rocked. <laughs> oh, rock and rocked. That's right? actually kind of good. Yeah, you did. You did work through it. Right, you, know? You. I'll, you know, I'll uh, I'll keep working on this and I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. All I'll right. <laughs> All right. Go in the corner. Great. Uh, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> so Swagger worked as a teacher's aide helping a disabled student at Highlands High School, which again, is which is weird because it's basically what I I did my first semester. Yeah, I was hired I was, to help. I guess I should preface this: I work as a, a a special education aide at a high school, and I am not saying this because I'm doing this topic. I'm saying this because the thing that fascinates me the most is that working at the high school, I am genuinely shocked that anybody would want to sleep with a teenager. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I I am too. I don't work at high school, uh, but. But every time I meet a teen, I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? I don't know why teenagers want to have sex with other teenagers. No. You know? There's just the smells. Uh, yeah. All I mean, especially a teenage boy, you know, the yeah. smells, the, just the, just the, the broiness of all, all teenage boys, no matter if they're a nerd or what, they all have a level of broiness that just drives me insane. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, just, like, what makes you look, I, mean, I don't know what makes any anybody look at a teenage boy oh and no like i bet he knows what to do with his no bits. yeah like oh one, yeah do you know what i mean i just don't understand i <sighs> don't get it um and I, maybe like i mean i was also not a teenager i was out of my teenage years and i lost my virginity so i guess that's i've always felt like that yeah i don't know me too yeah, I also I also have another devil caveat where I'm gay, so I feel like that maybe takes me out of it. But just, extra, just the one extra level of disgust. <laughs> but I mean, even like even women, like teenage girls, are the most annoying. Like yeah. just there's just and again smells. I mean, I I think we focus more on <laughs> on teenage boys' smell, but they smell just as bad. Yeah. And but in a different way. <laughs> so it's yeah. just you know, yeah, it's just. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I, yeah, I, I agree. I just don't, I don't really understand the appeal. But, you know, I have noticed though, and I think this is true of a lot of sexual predators and a very common with um, pedophiles is they, the ones that I've read about, right? Because I, I think the whole psychology is, is just horrible. And in, within that horror, it's fascinating is that they 
a lot of times they will build up this whole romance in their minds, right? So for yeah. them, it's like, um, you know, the the there's kind of stereotypical like, well, they were asking for it, but it's literally like I I don't know the 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 female predators and pedophiles that I've read about before, a lot of them are like, well, there was all of this disruption going on in my home and I was yeah. mistreated and he, this, you know, this person was there and he was like an old soul and numbers don't mean anything because he was such a good listener. And this whole thing yeah. where they really, really, really go out of their way to, to, to justify their actions and, you know, and romanticize everything. Um, yeah. Which, oh, which yeah. Is true of women, but it is a theme that I noticed through almost every one of the, the stories that I've heard of. I kind of noticed that as a running theme was that it's, yeah. you know, well, they were just so mature for their age. That was like yeah. almost always the case. And it's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Did you ever no. hear Nikki Glazer? She it, it did an interview with a guy who was dating like a girl that was younger than her, younger than him. And she was like, oh, are you dating him? Because she's an old soul. And he was he goes, yeah, no, I really am. And she goes, did you ever think that maybe you're just an idiot? <laughs> oh, no, that's amazing, though. <laughs> It's absolutely true, right? It's yeah. just like, all right. Well, you know, or you're gross. Like maybe that yeah. maybe that's maybe you're just gross. Yeah, it's just justification. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's just justification for why. Yeah, it's always like, yeah, the the pedophile's attitude is always, well, they they actually came on to me. I didn't come mm-hmm. on to them. It's like, it's okay. Whole, it's like the Lolita effect, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it like they they can't help themselves, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Abby Jane Swagger, she uh, was worked as a teacher's aide helping a disabled, uh, disabled student at Highlands High School. And she also had two has two sons at the time of this incident. Um, they were teenagers. They also went to the same high school. OK, so she only worked there a couple of months and had to resign from her position because she was accused of having alcohol and drug parties with teenagers in January 2008 on February 21st and 22nd she threw an all-night alcohol and sex party in a hotel room at the Clarion Hotel in New Kensington oh my god I mean it's just British in New Kensington so she I mean I don't know I just thought it was crazy that like She's already ha- has trouble, and then she throws this like like rager. She's like, "Well, I'm going to jail anyway." <laughs> also, at yeah, right at a hotel. Yeah, it's like what you don't even you. Oh, like, it's in Pennsylvania. Not, oh, Pennsylvania! It sounds so British, doesn't it? New Kensington. I know, right? All right. Now, if you have any British fans listening to me, they're all like, "No, we'd never have that mess here." That's a <laughs> Are you kidding? Um, but yeah, I, uh, the amount of, of premeditation there is crazy. Oh. Like, could oh, you yeah. that call to the hotel to be like, Hey, <laughs> I'd like to book a suite. Okay. Uh, and well, thank you for calling the Clarion hotel. Hi. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'd love to book a suite. Um, okay. let me just ask, um, are, do, do the beds have frames? Oh, that is an interesting question. I mean, I, they're normal beds, so I assume they have, yeah, they have frames. Okay. They have uh, regular frames. It'd be great if it had a headboard. I'm really looking for a headboard. And, and can headboard. I ask if there's, a, if there's a limit on how many people oh, can fit into one of your rooms at a time? Oh, I, uh, 
I would say maybe uh, uh, 40 adults, 20, 20 teenagers, but I don't know why you would use teenagers. I don't know. 20 teenagers, 20. Okay. okay. All right. Great. Okay. That's great. I'm just writing that down. Okay. Yeah. Um, no. Perfect. I don't get a lot of people calling, so it's oh, nice. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's I heard nice. wonderful things about the, about the, the continental breakfast. Uh, now, let oh, me it's delicious. I mean, I don't get a lot of people calling at 2 a.m., so that's why I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you got a need, you got a need. (laughs) Right? Now, I'm just going to go on a limb and say you're planning on having an all-night alcohol and sex party for a bunch of teenagers in the hotel, right? Was it that obvious? (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) It was. Oh, classic. Go ahead and look it. Okay. I'll be using rewards points. (laughs) Oh, those are great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Guarantee that. Well, also, it's like uh, uh, just a little back uh, background, but we ran into each other in San Diego this weekend. We did. And and the whole like just the logistics of just like I was doing uh, I did four show stand up shows in San Diego this past weekend and just the logistics of my girlfriend and I going down and just spending the night was like just exhausting. Right. <laughs> finding a hotel finding a place you know and it was just like can you imagine having to plan a party that involves like alcohol and sex with teenagers and it's teenagers again mind you so you have to make sure that like how did they i mean did they carpool like how you know (laughs) what did they tell their parents like what did yeah you know i i she had it in her house and i could have been like oh we're going to you know have a sleep yeah. with her because she said she had kids that were also she had, school, right? she had two sons yeah so she could have been like oh we're going over to sleep at ted's i don't know if that's his name it seems like she would name her kid ted Sounds we're going like to sleep at, we're going to sleep at ted's house so uh and then parents would be like fine but like we're gonna go spend the night at the clarion hotel <laughs> yeah and just like how i mean okay so imagine if she had one of those rooms where you had to like use your card on the yes. elevator to get in to go yes. up you know what i mean i'm like okay, what, okay. do you know what year this was what year was this it was 2008 so okay. i mean that could so, very well happen there were cell phones right yeah. so, like you had all these kids like lighting up the cell or cell phone you know and like oh can you come get me they won't let me in at the front desk oh so my like, god she's like I imagine in like a trench coat over lingerie, probably. And she just keeps coming down and fetching more children. She has to keep coming down. Yeah. She's like, (laughs) all right, you guys be good while I go to get more kids. Like you guys should be hanging out here. And the sex party is not going to start until everybody's here. Seriously, guys. Seriously. So, you know, I have some cupcakes and some cookies. I know that Alan's got a nut allergy, so you can't have any of those cookies. But I I also have all the Jack Daniels that Bevmo has. Right. I just don't. the, The logistics of it for me are very confusing. It is so, oh, it's so confusing. So anyway, so she has this, which I guarantee you, now that you mention it, I guarantee you the hotel tipped off the police was like, she, this older woman keeps coming down and like, she's obviously naked under a trench coat and she keeps coming down and she's like more and more disheveled. Like she's just getting 
jacked on by a bunch of teenage boys. Oh, and, uh, and so and she keeps letting these other teenagers come up to the room. Nobody's coming downstairs. Uh, I think someone's going on. And the police are like, okay, we'll, th- we'll, we'll get on it in about a month. Um, so she was charged with 40 counts, uh, <gasps> having sex with a 15 year old boy, a allowing her four zero four zero. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I got it. Well, what's crazy is you, you know, please once they once they decide to charge you, they could charge you seven different ways for one one thing. So, yeah. yeah. Um, she later, uh, I'll, I'll get to, it, but she later pleaded down, so it was only like fifteen count, fourteen counts. Okay. Um, but she, it was uh, for, uh, the counts included having sex with the fifteen-year-old boy, allowing her son's friends to touch her during a strip tease, sending nude photos, giving alcohol to minors, corruption of minors involving two fourteen-year-old runaway girls, and also charged with cocaine possession. Oh, <laughs> Which God. I just feel like would be like they'd patted her down when they arrested her, and they're just like, oh, and she also has cocaine on her. And I just imagine the teens going, "You didn't." Tell us you had cocaine. Oh man! <laughs> I love it. The cops just—that's what they like. You know, maybe they—they're issued one little baggie of cocaine a month to plant on whomever they think most deserves it, and they're like <laughs> cuffing her, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, she's gonna get it. She's the one. This is this is where I use my cocaine." Yeah, um, but also just I imagine somebody's just like, "Dude, we got her for like forty things. You don't got to do use the cocaine on this one." And he's like, I don't tell you what to do with your time, Gary. <laughs> all right. All right. You know what? I think ever since I slept with your wife, you've been a little testy with me. Uh, and the trust issues, trust issues just haven't been there. Yeah. So, you know. We're going to have to trust uh, each other. <laughs> don't make me pull out my Kevlar. <laughs> uh, we have fun. So two runaway girls, did they give any details on that? That is crazy. Yeah. So that comes later. So basically, so she pleaded guilty as part of a p- plea bargain, which would drop the 40 counts uh, down to fifth, 14 and charges were filed against her. And they also gave her credit because she she didn't post bail. So she just stayed in, in uh, county jail for 14 months. Oh so God. they gave her credit for time served well, uh, for that 14 months. All of her money on <laughs> the <laughs> finest yeah, in she the- didn't get her deposit back. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, she also had to be list. She would also have to be listed on Megan's Law, the website uh, yeah. for sex offenders. I wonder if you have to like do a login and password, <laughs> or if you're oh just God. like on that. If you just go on there. <laughs> so she was also offered an, a lengthy probation, but there was no like. Uh, details as to how lengthy, but the reasoning for it was because of um, she was uh, continuously uh, trying to uh, get this seven-year-old boy to come over and have sex with her. (laughs) And then she also paid two 15-year-old girls to hunt down whoever put her nude photos on the internet and send them to students' cell phones. So I guess somebody took, like, she was sending, well, she was sending out nude photos to people, and then to, like, boys and stuff, and then somebody found those, somebody who either got the photos or saw the photos took and sent them to, like, a bunch of different people, and that's kind of how she got found out. So. You, know, you know why? Because they were fucking high schoolers. Yes. That's why. That's exactly yes. what they do. Yeah, and she's also a former uh, stripper, which sure. I don't know if you 
if you uh, if you got that. Uh, no, I, but, I didn't. I just thought that she was just an amateur, like she was just amateur nighting it, like making. Yes. So, okay, so, like so also in their room, she also had to request a stripper pole. Yeah. <laughs> Or just like a sturdy table. (laughs) How many loads up to the room she had to, she had to like come in. Oh yeah. With her, with like a huge, like dragging a cooler. Oh God. Do you think her sons had to help her carry all the stuff? Oh God. Oh God. So, uh, at the preliminary hearing, Swagger said the witness's testimony was outrageous and claimed the teens were out to save themselves. They're lying to save their own butts, Swagger told the media. When reporters asked whether she had sex with the teen, she said, no comment. Oh, great. <laughs> and then this is my favorite part. At sentencing, she had a different attitude. She said, I'm very, very sorry for hurting anyone. My family, the family, the victims. I'm sorry I was not the role model I should have been. Oh. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Understatement of the century. I know, right? It's just also like, I mean, I'm not to sound conceited, but I'm not a role model to, you know, like I'm, I'm just I'm just there to assist people. Like you don't have to be a role model. You just have to not have sex with teenagers. <laughs> it's not. It's not hard. I'm gonna make you a shirt that says that. You don't have to be a role model. You just have to not have sex with teenagers. Yes. <laughs> Thank oh you. That'll be. <laughs> that'll be they, they, the shirt I wear to my interview. Mouth. So she's uh serving three to six years in a state prison uh, at C. SI Cambridge Springs near Erie, Pennsylvania. See, Cambridge, like they're really like it should be in, yeah. it should be in UK. They're really <laughs> stolen. I'm just trying to justify why oh, I, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I accept it. I accept uh, it. Thank you. How long did she get? Three she got three to six years. It doesn't I couldn't find anything as like if she's out or if how many years she spent. But if it's uh, no matter what, she would she would be out now if it was six or if it was three because she was charged in 2008. So six years for a baker's dozen. So 14 counts. Yeah. Uh, Oh, my God. And cocaine possession. Yeah. Man, that's some white nonsense. Like, I just can't, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. No, it definitely, it is, it is exactly white nonsense. I know. Uh, that's definitely it. That is so frustrating. So, okay, so this all happened in 2007. So she's just out walking around. Yeah, I'm assuming she's not an aide anymore. Or it would be funny if she was now an aide again and she was just like, well, I learned my lesson the first time. Oh my God. So, what do you think? Now they, I know what to do. What do you think they talk about at family holidays? Oh, she and her son. I'm, like, what do you, you know, like, I'm sure they just avoid. Mom's going to try to fuck him. Like, yeah. You know? Oh, definitely. It's like, <laughs> hey, real quick, I'm going to, I can't, I can't invite brother to Thanksgiving. I know I said we could, I could invite him because he doesn't have any place to go, but I'm just real worried that my mom's going to try and fuck him. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I just, you know, He's he's sixteen, so he's he's her type. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> just I, like, well, I understand, but one of these days we're gonna have to have a family holiday. I know, I know. It's just you know, with her drug habit, she'll die soon. So, <sighs> oh boy, that well, got dark. I made it dark. 
<laughs> well, yeah, you're right. You're the thing that made this whole thing dark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, no problem. Uh, all right. So yeah. the next, yeah. So stop her. Well, with Melinda DeLuca, she is a sign language teacher at oh. Copper Hills High School, oh. and she worked there since 2001. So she actually had some some she had some like roots in the ground there. I just thought it was so crazy. Also, one of the things that I forgot to mention that I thought was so crazy with Swagger was that she went from like working there for like a couple of months. So maybe two or three months at most. Yeah. So she went from working there to like throwing sex parties for teenagers. It's like, who brought it up? How, how did that get brought up? What, what, what was the email chain that started that? You know, I just uh. escalated so quickly. It escalated so quick. I mean, she must have come out of the gate with that. Yeah, she, you know. Oh, so, man. yeah, that's crazy. So anyway, they're all like, okay, so she's a sign language teacher. So she, okay, so she taught. So Melinda DeLuca. Language. Okay. Yeah, so she taught sign language. I guarantee you she probably signed for the choir shows. <laughs> she probably was one of the, the woman who was like signing at the choir shows. He was like massively off. I went, we one time had a woman sign for one of our choir shows and this uh, lady who had a deaf husband was just like, I couldn't follow because she was so far behind. Oh, man. <laughs> She's like... 20 bucks to whoever can find footage of this happening. <laughs> this is so bad. The signing. It was so bad. So she also had two daughters uh, at the time who were age three and five. So... On December 2005, she was arrested on two counts of forcible sexual abuse. So that comes up a lot. It's, you know, uh, forcible, forcible sexual abuse in certain states is basically as an adult, you getting a, a younger person to have sex with you. So it's essentially like statutory rape. Yeah. What they call it. But it's forcible because they're like, the kid really doesn't have a choice in the matter. Is yeah. they're, they're impressionable and they don't, you know. So I actually like that. I feel like it's a, yeah. a good term. So is it so does it carry this? Is it a different charge than statutory rape? It, it looks like it's the same charge. Okay, it's just they uh, named it. They or just name it differently, and yeah, then also I think, I think with statutory rape in some states, you can sh you, the, the depending on the judge, they can decide not to have you register for Megan's Law. Okay, and then I think with forcible sexual abuse, what I what I read was that basically every time you get put on Megan's Law, no matter what. Okay, well, that's good. So, so police believe that DeLuca groomed uh, this student from an early age. And so grooming is, uh, the definition of grooming is the action by the pedophile of preparing a child for a meeting with the intention of committing a sexual offense. Mm. So DeLuca was accused of having sex with a six-year-old student in her sign language, language class. So if you think about it, she'd been there for four years. So, I mean, she could have been grooming this kid since he entered high school. Yeah. Which is just sad. Yeah, it is. I think, too, if anybody, um, I, I, you know, if anybody, I mean, I assume people that listen to this know what grooming is. But if anybody wants a, a, a good example of grooming, to uh, it, it, watch the um, Leaving Neverland documentary. It's the uh, Michael Jackson yes. Yeah, and uh, and now it's been out for a while. It's made some waves, and some people again might listen to this and be pissed at me for even bringing it up. But um, the whole documentary is a is a great example of how grooming works. Yes, um, you know, from uh, especially when you know when you're grooming 
children for abuse, um, things to look out for. Um, and it's just the whole thing is just it's just manipulation. It's like a cute term for horrible manipulation. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's basically just essentially making it so that all of all of your um your uh warning signs, your warning signs are flashing, but because you've been groomed, you're completely ignoring them because you're like, well, I I must be wrong. Right. So exactly. you begin to completely doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. Um because you're just like, well, this person obviously isn't the person that my mind is telling me they are. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so she was caught. She or investi- the investigation start investigation started because four witnesses told the police that they saw Deluca and the student in a car kissing at a park near the school. Court papers say the victim himself told investigators he had sexual intercourse with his teacher twice: once at her house and once in his car at the park. Which I mean, not to be like too weird, but why not just both times at her house? Like, why? <laughs> yeah, why? I, yeah, I I was saying the same thing. Like, oh, at a park near the school. Yeah, that's what weird. You, what are you doing? Like, I know these places. I have to think they're in small towns. Oh not, yeah. I mean, listen. I live in Los Angeles, and it's kind of hard to go grocery shopping without seeing somebody that I know. Like, yeah. It, we're in a huge city, huge. Oh yeah. And I, I feel like every time I'm on vacation, I run into somebody that I know. And like, <laughs> yes. another, do you know what I mean? So yeah. why, what a, what an idiot. Like why? So like if you're trying to have sex, it, not even if you're trying to have sex, like forget the sex part, but if you're trying to have sex with a student who's like, not like you know of age and it could be like a legal ramification you Uh would think that you would be like okay like sex in general in a car is just not great but like because there's just like again like you could people could run by you and be like pam (laughs) you know is that you and you're just like you know oh hey it is me you know, but also it's just like, also they could be like, oh, is that, uh, that looks like a, obviously looks like a 16 year old boy. <laughs> right. Just like, He's got his like two uh, mustache hairs. Like, I don't, oh my God. You know, I just can't. I, yeah. I, you know, I've got to really, if I'm going to the grocery store without makeup on, I'm like, yeah, all right. This is happening. Like, I know oh. well that I'm going to run into somebody that I know and that they're probably going to be like, what is going on with her in her personal life? And I'll just be like, you know what? I'm comfortable and it's a weekend and that's fine. Like, to, to then, I guess I'm just saying, like, that yeah. makes me nervous. You're going to have sex with a child, first of all, gross, but in a, in a place like a in park. In a public place. Like, exactly. Like that, I, I almost, I almost wish I had that kind of confidence. I know. Like almost. Yeah. Because it's just like, like you said, like, like I, uh, several years ago, I, I hadn't showered for like a couple of days because I was sick and I was going to Walgreens to get some uh, headache medication. And I was just like, I felt like gross. I hadn't showered. I was just like, I'm going to go in and out. I was wearing like sweatpants and a shirt that I had like, obviously didn't fit me well. <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm in and out and I ran into two to the the parents of uh of uh a, a elementary school friend and yeah. they're these like really uptight people and they're like oh well how are you doing I was like great and they're like well we're not going to talk to you now because obviously you're dealing with some stuff like, <laughs> just, um no just a Tuesday yeah, yeah no just Tuesday, but thanks. normal normal life you know <laughs> 
and so I just ever since then now I am like if I go outside I have to make sure that I'm at least like wearing clothes that aren't stained you know wow. like so I still have that fear and the fact that she's just like nope I'm okay having sex with a teenager in a car in a park like that yeah. that's totally fine with me there are grown-ass men that will not buy feminine hygiene products because yes. they're embarrassed yes. to check out with them. Like, I know. are you kidding me? This should be an ad. This yeah. should be an ad. Like, hey, hey, are you seriously, uh, hey, Mike, are you seriously worried that people are going to think that you're less of a man because you're buying feminine products? Well, Melinda DeLuca had sex with a 16-year-old boy in a parked car. <laughs> In a park, in a public park, so you know, Max Pearl. Yeah, so maybe think twice, buddy. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> so no. she was charged in uh, the third district court with two counts of second degree felony forcible sexual abuse. The her defense attorney Earl Zay, it's X A I Z. So I'm going to say Zayas said an anti-seizure medication that can cause behavioral changes in cognitive impairment could explain the 30-year-old woman's deviation from an otherwise exemplary lifestyle. But Zay has added that Deluca was not using the drug issue as an excuse, although she was. Yeah. Beyond the scope of the statute, she understands that she was a teacher, he was a student, and she crossed a line. I love that that's what they think the line is. Yeah. Like, well, she, you know, they ha- they were supposed to have a professional relationship. <laughs> yeah. And it's not uh, college. Like, no, you know, child. Super yeah. child. So she uh, pleaded guilty. Okay. And... Judge Stephen Roth told DeLuca that while the prescription drug issue might have some role in explaining what is inexplicable, it does not entirely excuse you. Which I love that, like, again, this is a man going like, well, I mean, it could, I could see how. <laughs> I could see how this anti-seizure <laughs> medication. medication would make you, like, sexually attracted to a younger boy. Maybe I should give that to, maybe I should take it. I don't know. The judge noted that DeLuca occupied a special position of trust in relation to the victim. He also emphasized that this is not a single incident. There were a series of incidents. DeLuca faced the possibility up to five years in prison, but during pre-sentence invest during pre-sentencing, uh, she was given probation and 60 days in jail. The judge, however, ordered another 30 days telling DeLuca, I abhor what you have done here. While on probation for 36 months, she would pay a f- $1,000 fine, complete sex offender treatment, and reimburse the boy for counseling costs. She would also register as a sex offender. The judge also gave her till noon to to report to the jail so she can explain the situation to her two young children. Which, I mean, just like how in the world? Oh, okay. Man. So mommy's going to go away. <laughs> yeah, I I just... <laughs> I, I there's so much to unpack there. Like oh. so, okay, so they recommend so the investigators, the investigators recommended probation and sixty days in jail. Yes. Yeah. So not yeah. her attorney, no. the investigators. And the yeah. judge really laid down that hammer and ordered another thirty days. <laughs> You're not gonna get away from me so easily. <laughs> I'm giving um, you thirty I- more days. <laughs> Uh, you know, she. So the judge ordered her to spend less time in prison than the contestants of Survivor spend on the island. Yes, exactly. Um, she probably was like, I could just go on Survivor and just, you know, 
We could just even it out if you want. So, <laughs> uh, sex offender treatment. And, and re- then she also had to pay a thousand dollar fine, but to who? And then pay for his counseling costs, which is like, I mean, does that continue? Like, does she have to continuously pay for his counseling costs? No. And here, I think here's I think that that is that's actually good. I think if someone is, oh, yeah. I think if someone's like Senate, like what, that's a pretty just additional little cherry on top of the Sunday, which is like, oh, definitely. You should- serve your time you monster but also in addition to any damages you have to pay you have to pay an additional fee for therapy you know because lord knows yeah. it's not covered by insurance for most people like no that you got to pay for therapy from a doctor of that person's choosing from now until forever like that you know yeah um so i like that little i like that tiny little blip on the radar there but yeah I also, can you imagine if, so, so prime example, if this were a, a male teacher that had raped a female student, because that's what this is, again, yeah. um, and then being like, well, you know what, let him go and come back tomorrow after he said, like, had a, a nice dinner with his children. Like, no, yeah. you'd be yanking no. those kids out of his custody. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I will say that the the article that I found most of my research from said that a lot of people were commenting on the article saying that if this was a man, it wouldn't be the same charge. And so the the woman who wrote the article said that she went through eight years worth of cases from several Utah courts and found that five men who pleaded guilty to the same sex crime as DeLuca, almost all of them had their prison sentences suspended and received 30 to 60 days in jail or probation and a fine. Wow. Just one man went straight to prison for up to five years. Wow. Well, in that so, case, there's a bigger problem. <laughs> yeah. So I think exactly. I think that what that proves is that there's just a problem with punishing sex offenders. There is. And also like, okay, so two, so two counts of second degree felony forcible sexual abuse. Yeah. So forcible sexual abuse equals statutory rape. This is second degree felony. Yeah. Statutory rape. And two, two, two different times. So explain, how does that even work? How is, so second degree, so first, second degree, is that like, because first degree insinuates premeditation, right? Yeah. Well, first degree is like, you definitely, like, well, it's first degree is almost like she would have had to be she they would have had to prove from day one that she met the student that she was like, I'm going to have sex with this kid. And then second degree, second degree could essentially be anything after that. First degree is usually kind of hard to prove because you have to it has to prove like a consistent amount of, you know, wanting to wanting to make it happen. Yeah, um, I guess. So. Yeah. I guess for me, I'm just like, I don't know how you say, well, we thought that she'd been grooming him, but also maybe it was just a thing that happened. Maybe she was just taking a stroll through the park and he was also sitting in his car in the park and then uh, she tripped and fell on his pants. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. It's so weird. Okay, so then this this is where things get weird. I know that it's been pretty um, cut and dry so far, uh, but this is where things get weird. So okay. June 30th, 2005, DeLuca calls police and says 
she has been attacked. Her injuries are serious enough that EMT airlifted her to the hospital. DeLuca claims two male teenagers assaulted her in retaliation for her relationship with the teenage boy. However, after a two-month investigation, South Jordan police started to believe that DeLuca made it up. DeLuca later admitted she made up the attack to garner sympathy. Zaya said that because of threats, DeLuca and her husband sold their home and moved to the other end of the valley. Which is like, who gives a shit? (laughs) Poor babies. Also, her husband? Yeah, yeah. They, I think they separated after this. Um, I know it's a shock, but I don't think they, I don't think the marriage made it. Listen, Tad, treat yourself better. I know, right? Oh, his name is definitely Tad. It has to be. Oh, man. Oh, so uh, this is the one where we actually have um, information about the victim or the victim's family speaks out because they were kind of a little silent. But then after this, um, because they were basically saying that the way DeLuca presented it was like these like the the victim, the boy that she had sex with kind of like sent the two boys after her. So that the fake attack prompted the family. Yeah, <laughs> right. The fake attack prompted the family of the high school student to come forward for the first time in hopes of gaining community support. She says uh, the the victim's mother says her family knew any chance the alleged beating had to do with her son was false mm. because of the harassment by teachers and other students. The boy dropped out of school and is completing his high school education at home. Oh, that is his so mom sad. says been- Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you imagine? I mean, it must be like, you know, it's just like little things. Like it could just be like, you know, oh boy, I wish, you know, I wish I was in your shoes in high school or, you know, some random comment. And then it's just like, oh yeah, no, it's, that's cool. It's just, you know, (laughs) I'm dealing with being sexually assaulted and the ramifications of that. But yeah, I'm glad that you wish you were me. Yeah. (laughs) So so he's earning his diploma at home and... The mom even later on, which this is a, I I feel like the woman, this woman's religious because I just don't see this being any other situation than just extreme religion. Mm -hmm. But she goes, the mother says, I do forgive her. And even though she's hurt my family, I've grown to love her. I want whatever happens to her to be what is best for her. So that's only stuff that like people who are religious say, cause yeah. I think like somebody who's like not religious, like, no, I want to see that woman burn in hell. Like, okay. yeah, man. Ugh. All right. So, uh, <laughs> what a bummer. What a bummer. So Pamela Rogers Turner is our last one for this episode. We're going to have to do part uh, two parter because we got a big one coming up in the second part. Uh, so Pamela Rogers Turner is our last one. She is from Mc, McMinnville, a oh. town of about 13,000 and is about a hundred kilometers, hundred kilometers Southeast of Nashville. Okay. Fun fact about, Rogers Turner. She in 1997, she was Miss Monday Nitro in World Championship Wrestling at Spring Break Festivities. Ah, see, it was classy until you said Spring Break Festivities. Um, that's where it took a turn for me. Now, you are a wrestling fan, correct? Is that <laughs> um, true I'm, or like, no? I'm like a UFC, yeah, like UFC boxing fan. I'm a, I'm familiar okay. with 
wrestling because I feel like a lot of my my uh, dude friends are really into it. But uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So I should probably ask because I I don't understand the spring break festivities because I tried to find her online and I found a bunch of like Monday Nitro and World Championship Wrestling, but. I was like, I wonder if spring break festivities is the, is the caveat here. I wonder if it's yeah. like, just like a thing that they did during spring break. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I mean, maybe like, I don't know. Spring break festivities. Maybe like if they had a spring break festivities in Nashville, then she was like the local girl that they brought in for Miss Monday Nitro. You know, like, okay, like this is, this is tangentially related, but it is related. So when I was in college, uh, a girlfriend of mine was smoking hot in like a very traditional sense. And she was in Playboy. Oh, okay. She used to, and she, um, was, uh, just like super, super cute. And she used to get so, uh, her feathers all ruffled. And I do now too, kind of, I guess on behalf of her because they do. So I went to a big 12 school, right? I'm at Texas tech university. Guns yeah. up. Whoa, whoa. Um, and, uh, State Domingo's Hills. And they do for playboy, at least they used to like a girls of the big 12, you know, okay. just like the girls of the Big Ten and stuff. And she used to get so snooty because they would do that. And they had this huge cattle call in Lubbock where all the girls who wanted to be in Playboy would like show up and they'd pick their like Miss Tech or Miss Lubbock or whatever. And they would feature them in a part of like once yearly, they'd have like girls of the Big 12 and they'd feature those girls that they picked in that issue. And Marianne, her name is Marianne, used to get so irritated because she's like, because these girls would then go and they'd be like, I'm a playmate. And she's like, you're not. Yeah. She gets so irritated. Oh, yeah. They're not playmates. They're just these, they're just featured girls. Like they're not even centerfolds. They're this and that. And she, and I don't know if. She had been in Playboy um, a few times, but her she had some friends who were actual playmates, and she used oh, okay. to just, like break down the difference, and she would get so like <laughs> irritated by people like claiming that they were playmates and they they weren't. They were in like the one spinoff, you know, like you're ruining oh. the reputation. Yeah, the fine reputation of Playboy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, that's a long roundabout tangent no but i'm saying like maybe this pamela rogers turner was missed no, that makes nashville, perfect sense but only yeah. at the, like the spring break in nashville yes <laughs> exactly I mean? I that makes perfect sense yeah I maybe mean, she's you know like all power to you you know what i mean like listen no for consent consensual nudity you want to go be naked go be naked right do it yeah, but I have a feeling I'll never, I'll never stop somebody from taking their clothes off, yeah, unless they're doing it like in right in front of me, and we're in front of police. And um, other than that, I will stop. Them. You're so specific. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like uh, that definitely story. wasn't a story from my life. Uh, no, I think it, it's it's true. I uh, uh, one of the big issues that I have with stand up is that you know like let's say we're doing a show at Oino Vino which is an open mic right and then let's say randomly you know 
Chris Rock shows up. Okay. And he's like, Hey, can I drop in and do a set? And let's say you're, you go up and then Chris Rock comes up and they're like, yeah, go, go do some time. You, you know, uh, some, some standups have done the thing where they've been like, I've opened for Chris Rock. Yeah. Cause they've been like the person they've been like before him on a, like a set. Like I, I, I did a show people that you opened for David Spade and Chris Rock. Should I stop yes. telling people that? Cause I've been telling people that for years. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Keep telling people that okay, I want to, I want to spread it around. Okay. No, no, but like, that's true. Like I have a, I, I knew, I knew somebody who we were doing, uh, and the improv used to have people up and they would have like 10 pe- 10 comedians up or whatever. Right. And Daniel Tosh did a set and he went up, he went up right like three, it was like three comedians, him, three comedians and Daniel Tosh. And he said he opened for Daniel Tosh and opening for somebody has some connotation. It means that like the comedians has seen you, likes you and is taking you on tour with them. Right. So, you know, that, that's the kind of connotation it has so when you say you open it kind of gives opens doors for you and so it's the same thing with the playboy thing so i think it's i think it's true i think it's probably the same thing with miss monday nitro where she's like oh yeah this is this well she also doesn't have a lot to brag about so there's a big wrestling fan and you're listening and be, i would love to be corrected on this oh uh, yeah please tell me, like explain to us why spring break festivities that's the part i think yeah 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 so uh she also married so she married christopher turner a high school basketball coach in 2003 they separated in 2004 and then divorced january 2005 okay and why did they divorce you might ask because, I, I ask. <laughs> because rogers was arrested for having sex with a 13 year old student on at least 12 occasions oh god yeah I'm not going to read the, I, I was going to read the, what they did, but I'm not going to read it because it's, okay. it's just uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, the charges stem from her three month relationship. She was 27 years old at the time of the relationship. So she was 27. He was 13. So there's a 14 years age difference. Okay. And so, if, we're really, if we're doing math, then at least 12 occasions. So I assume that's 12 proven occasions in three yeah. months. In three months. Not. Great. That's four so, times a month. So once four times a month. So this was like her. This was a relationship, essentially. Weekly. So like he was probably doing once weekly tutoring with her. Oh yes. Oh, you God. know what I mean? Yes. Like, I was trying to think of something that people do once a week, and it's yeah. like that's like therapy. And yeah, that's true tutoring for children. Yeah. Oh. Oh boy! Sorry, I made it too real. No, 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 no! It's true. I I didn't think about that. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, it didn't say what she taught, but I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine or like training or something. She probably was like, you know, he needs to be. He he's a really good basketball player, but he just needs that little push, and I can give it to him. And it's just like "Eh, okay. Um, So on August twelfth, two thousand five, Rogers pleaded no contest to four charges of sexually sexual battery by an authority figure as part of a deal with the prosecution. Her sentence was 270 days, about nine months in the Warren County jail in Tennessee during an eight year suspended sentence. She also had to serve a term of seven years and three months of probation, surrender her teaching certificate and register as a sex offender for life because sexual battery by an authority figure is violent sexual abuse 
is a violent sexual offense under the law of the state of Tennessee. The sentence not only prohibits her from profiting from the case, including books and movies, but also bars her from granting interviews for eight years. It also effectively ended her teaching career. Yeah, no doubt. So, so she, so that's what she, so she pleaded, pleaded guilty to that. So then April 20, April 24th, 2006, she's charged again because she sends text messages, nude photos and sex videos of herself to the same boy while using her father's cell phone. She was also charged for communicating with the boy via blogs and a website. What was the website like? (laughs) Please contact me dot com. Blogs and a website. Uh, maybe um, it was, was um, Zencaster. Yeah, Zencaster. <laughs> I love how she's like, "Hey, Dad, can I use your cell phone to like text somebody real quick?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, sweetie." And she's <laughs> like, opens it later. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get some nice pictures of the grandbabies." And he gets <laughs> pictures. And he's like, oh, let me see which one. Make sure they're not blinking. And it's just shots of her vagina. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> and then terrible. it's like, and then it's like, how does he recognize her vagina? You know, it just opens yeah, up a whole Pandora's so box. So many questions. Dude, Brian, um, shit. Ugh, yeah, seriously. If I, I think this is what we, this is the message we want to give. If you're going to be a sexual assaulter, get your own cell phone. Yeah. Like, just, just. Oh, be an adult. Nobody likes the mooch. <laughs> be an adult who likes to have sex with kids and buy your own cell phone. Again, take it out of context. <laughs> yes, yes. So the judge ordered Rogers to remain in jail until her next court hearing. On July 14th, 2006, she was sentenced to seven years in prison for violating her pro- probation. Rogers asked for mercy and apologized to her family and the teen's family, saying tearfully to the judge, I have humili- humiliated myself. What I did was wrong. I'm willing to do anything to rehabilitate myself. She asked for local incarceration with therapy. Circuit Judge Bart Stanley denied her request, saying you've done everything except show this court that you wanted to rehabilitate yourself. Oh, wow. I, I agree. Um, Rogers received two additional years of prison time in January 2007 after she pleaded guilty to sending new photos of herself to the boy. <sighs> she had become obsessed with him. Her lawyer, Peter Stryan, said, I think she is over that. <laughs> sure. A clinical psychologist hired Miss Rogers' family testified in July that Miss Rogers was a sex addict. So that was their defense. So then now we get to another crime. So after her release from prison, Rogers was arrested again in June 2015 in a separate case where she allegedly conspired with two current inmates to smuggle cell phones into the state prison where she had been incarcerated. Again with the freaking cell phones. Yeah, she's trying. She's trying to get her own cell phone. This guy's. She's my dad. Yeah. Borrow his. I've got to smuggle mine own mine in. Yeah. So her arrest brought national attention to the problem of cell phones. Cell phones as a legal contraband in prisons. She could face up to six to 30 years if convicted. And just a fun fact, July 2017, her brother, Alvin Rogers, was arrested uh, for rape involving a minor. Yeah. That makes me really question what was going on in her home. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, One's a crowd, two's a party. It's like, what's happening here? Oh, yeah, just awful, honestly. Just terrible. Yeah. I think um, 
you know, I don't know. I was just thinking like, this is hard, right? Because it's like, clearly to me, something was happening in that household when they were being raised. But there are millions of people who are victimized that grow up that don't victimize other people, you know? So, and it's just sad. Just the whole thing is just sad and very frustrating. I mean, I'm glad that at least she got like properly charged. Yeah, me too. Judge didn't buy her bullshit. No, and I'm glad that when she did the when she violated her probation because she she was supposed to just so she had an eight year sentence and he was like I'll give you like nine months of jail and then seven seven years and three months of probation which I mean isn't great but it's better than jail right but then she still reached out to him and so he's like no I'm now you're gonna have to serve the entire time and 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 I'm adding two years on um, because you sent the photos so it was like. It was like a double, you know, it was like what the other judge did, but like, you know, good. (laughs) Where he was like, no, and I'm going to add 30 days. (laughs) Yeah. You sit in there and think about what you've done. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, with the prison system and the way it is, I had a friend who once went to jail. He was supposed to go to jail for six months. He literally was out in a, like a week. Oh my gosh. It was a prison overcrowding. What was he? All right. I know. What was your friend supposed to go to jail for for six months? He he would tell different stories, so I can never get a straight story. Okay. Um, the first time he talked about it, he said that he um, racked up a bunch of credit card debt and refused to pay for it. Okay. Uh, so I was like, and my mom's like, you can't. No, that's not a thing that <laughs> that you can go to. I mean, she's like, I don't think you can go to jail for that uh, for six months. And then uh, this, and then somebody I worked with said that it was like drugs related. So okay. that I assume that it was involved drugs. He maybe um, bought a bunch of drugs on his credit card and then <laughs> back. Yeah, you know and what? I think it was. I, I think he helped because this was right around the time that 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 woman got arrested for the hotel, whether the swagger swagger. Okay. I think he helped. I think he put the the hotel on her on his credit card, and then oh man, <laughs> it just you know took off from there. When you're hosting a strip of sex a palooza <laughs> and featuring, did you get my children. invite? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll okay. be there. I'll be there. Uh, because it's adults only. So yeah, um, that's the difference. Uh, yeah, when you're hosting that, you know, kids, you got to pay that shit in cash. You know, yeah, amateur hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. Again, be an adult. Be you an adult. Get your phone. Pay for your illicit sexual experiences in cash. That's all. Yeah. That's, just that's just because you like to have sex with minors doesn't mean you can't also act like an adult. You know, like let's be reasonable, kids. Right. Perfect. Third quote out of context. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I think you're being generous. I think there's been many more contexts. But not all of them are as clean and sound bitey as the three of So, you know, you're really setting yourself up there. Um, Thank you. Well, yeah. I pride myself on it. Great. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, any last thoughts? Um, so uh, I guess I could say just a heads up. Um, a lot of you are probably screaming at your phone or your car or wherever you listen to this. And by a lot of you, I mean, probably just Maria. Because uh, <laughs> you're like, why did you talk about Mary Kay Letourneau? Oh. Uh, she's just like, 
she's just a whole podcast. Yeah. So uh, I just, I was actually just going to do Mary Kay Letourneau. And then when I was researching, I found a list of women. And I mean, we could essentially do a whole podcast on just women who had sex with students. It would be such a bummer though. It would be, it would be, <laughs> nobody would want to listen after a while. Cause we would just be like, Oh God damn it. Cause like, even now, like even doing the podcast, like I think what another woman has been arrested for having sex with a student. So it's like, you know, but then also what's crazy is like, just in general, I feel like there is, everybody has that story, you know, yeah. everybody has a story of somebody. Usually it's a man and a woman, but it, it could be a woman and a man. I had, I had a, a um, a gym teacher, actually my gym teacher, who's a woman, she was married to a man who is also a gym teacher. And he, uh, they both worked at the same school and they had, they had kids. And I think a couple of their kids even had special needs. And he was arrested because he was sending, I, it never seemed like it went f- further beyond the text messages, but who knows, but he was sending like really explicit text messages to this, this teenager in the, in the school. And it was just like, I knew, I knew the guy and I knew the, his wife. And it was just like, Oh my God, like I can't imagine what's going through your mind thinking that that's okay. Yeah. And it's just, you know, so it just, yeah, it's just a, it's just such a fascinating, to me, it's just so fascinating because it's like my whole, most of my family is teachers. Um, and I am currently going to school to become a special education teacher now. And I work at a school and it's just like, I have never once in my entire life ever, you know, been privy to anything or thought that like, you know, it's just, it never, it's never once come up in anything. So I just, I, I just am so fascinated by the mind of somebody who's like, you know, well, I'm a teacher, but also, you know, they're making some good points about how great I am. So it's like, yeah. Like let's you know it's for myself. This is self care. It's for yeah. my self esteem. Yeah, yeah. There like was, I, a, there was a, a, a teacher in Texas. She's a middle school teacher, and she got impregnated by a thirteen year old student. Oh my god! And uh, she, um, it was this whole thing. Like I don't remember too much about it, but um, she was having sex with him like almost daily. Ugh. almost daily and that's and, just exhausting i mean that's yeah. just the level of i just don't understand i just yeah i don't i don't either i don't uh, and yeah. also it's just like regular life stuff you know uh-huh. like you know just like going out and like cooking dinner it's like what you're really gonna find time to then hook up with your 13 year old you know boyfriend like it's just such a weird I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm just like constantly tired. So I'm like, I just don't get it. I don't get how people have this much energy. Yeah. I, I don't either. Ugh, that's so gross. Yeah. Uh, and that woman was Charlie Theron. Okay. I don't know. And that woman was Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Amanda Barnes. If you want to promote something, go ahead. Um, I'm just not a hundred percent sure, you know, it'll be in the time frame if you want it to. Uh, that's good. Um, yeah, I guess uh my podcast has been on highest and it's really because we're rebranding. We're kind of revamping the podcast. We um fortunately got a lot of followers really quickly, and then I was like, Oh god, I don't know what I'm doing, and we had to take like a long time out. 
Um, but uh, the podcast is called The Novice and Frank, a comic book podcast, and it's about comic books and comic book related media. Um, my co-host Frank is like a he's a um, oh, we talked about Frank earlier. He's like a library of knowledge. Yeah. Um, comic books. And we have a really it's funny. We have a good time. We're both improvisers and comedians. So uh, that's really fun. I'm also working on a show in um, I'm in production on a show called Crossing Swords. It's going to be a stop motion comedy show. Oh, nice. Coming out next year. Yeah. So it's a little while, but who knows? Maybe this podcast won't come out for like six months. And then we'll be almost there. Um, but uh, it's with the uh, Stupid Buddy Studios, so the creators of Robot Chicken. Um, like Robot Chicken, it's stop motion animated and it's going to be very filthy and very fun. <laughs> um, so uh, please feel free to give that a watch on Hulu. And um, that's yeah, it. Yeah. And just also as a note, uh, as somebody who's listening to the podcast, if you're not necessarily a comic book person, it's fine. You guys oh, right. literally dumb it down for everybody. And it's, it's, and you talk about stuff too. That's like, I feel like I can, you know, digest. And so I, you're not going to like, be like, I don't know what they're talking about. It's they explain everything and they go and it's very funny. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's a great listen. Thank you. I appreciate that part. I got into comic books as an adult. So a lot of it is for me, I feel like I'm kind of the voice of a lot of listeners and that they kind of want to jump in, but they don't know. You know, yeah. they really don't know how to because it's a bit overwhelming. And then I think Frank speaks for the voice of the experts that listen that kind of want a deeper dive. So um, we really have a lot of fun doing it. Um, yeah. And hopefully, when we have the new ones coming out, we're going to have more special guests and comic book creators and things like that. So, oh, that's awesome. Coming out sooner rather than later, too. All right. And then um, are you on social media or anything, or do you want to uh, promote yeah, that? I'm at Comic Book Novice on um, Instagram. And at Barnes Writes on uh, this Barnes W R I T E S that kind of writes uh, on Twitter. Nice. All yeah. right. And then for me, we're just a bloody podcast. And then I also have a podcast that I do with my girlfriend, Star, um, which is also on hiatus. <laughs> so a lot of podcasts on hiatus. It's yeah. called a. Uh, Queering Time and Space. It's about uh, queer culture, queer history. We just talk about all things queer. And then Beautiful Babies is a stand-up show I do at Oino Vino, where uh, Amanda introduced me to this really awesome space. It's a very cool space in Los Angeles, and it's run in the basement of a wine bar. <laughs> and it is, uh, we I now host a stand-up show there. Um, and because uh, I'm like America, you show me something and I will come in and I will take it over and I will start doing stuff by, my, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> also like america she does it better than anyone else <laughs> yeah uh, it's bigger it's better it's louder um uh so it's called beautiful babies it's i co-host it with colin hughes and todd masterson just come every thursday 7 30 at oino vino well thank you so much amanda i appreciate it thank you laurie i appreciate it and uh <laughs> appreciate you and All right. maria Hope thank you sometime soon and uh, have a good night yeah. You know what? And just go out there and just have that swagger swagger. That's all. I get that. Get that rogging. <laughs> what was it? That rogging? It was like rogging kick or something like that. A rogging kick is pretty good. Go rogging that- kick. <laughs> go rogging kick. There we go. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.